The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Welcome back into this Monday edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Coming to you live from the Front Porch Sports Studio headquarters on West 7th here in Columbia, Tennessee. Former green room of the station. Now, beautiful sports studio, thanks to all of the hard work and dedication of folks like J.P. Plant and hijacked it, <laughs> and and the decorations that used to yep. sit throughout my my man cave that I no longer have. So bless you, Mo. By the way, it thank looks, you, thank you. Well, you looks know, better in here anyway. Well, man cave versus nursery. Which one would you really rather have? Yeah, exactly. Why, like I said, it looks better in here. Don't answer that. <laughs> wow. Or think before you answer. <laughs> uh, no, I, it's, it's it's pretty easy to answer. I won't. I, I will not. Uh, no, no chance that that it's not the the latter. Oh man, five minutes past the top of the second hour. If you missed any part of that first hour, again, SM-TN Prep Sports today on the podcast. You can go to our website, sm-tnsports.com. That podcast tab is there. Mouse over, go down. You can find hour one, hour two, and the special guest podcast. Uh, however you want to listen to it, it's right there for you on demand. So subscribe, give us a rating. Put a little something in the comment box. Give us a good rating. Five stars. Yeah. Five stars only. I don't think our ego could take a one star. So, yeah. Hey, look, my goal in life is to just have haters. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Once once you have haters, kind of made it. So, I wonder if Chip Walters has any haters. Wes, we bring it oh, on I'm sure. <laughs> he said, he said, I'm sure he does. I can't imagine Chip having any haters. Uh, there's there's got to be one out no, there. No, to know Chip is to love him. <laughs> I will tell you this. A uh, uh, couple years ago, uh, we were uh, – Kyle and I were doing uh, – it was a middle martial basketball game. We were actually doing a simulcast like on radio and – like ESPN Plus or something, and the folks from Marshall did not like us <laughs> at all. They don't so, count. They're in West Virginia. So, but hey, you, tell me, in, in, where in the building is is the new palatial studio? Which, if you come in the front door there on the front porch, is it first room to the left? Exactly. Okay, that was that, that was the old automation room many many moons ago. Self-automated now. 
Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes. <laughs> there was a big gigantic automation system in there that had four reel-to-reel machines in it uh, and a uh, uh, like a 40-deck cart machine that had all the spots and, and all the old great American country music was played off those four reel-to-reel machines. We should probably mention that we are joined on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline <laughs> by the voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters, who is um, brought to us every week. Every week. Every week. By the law office of Blake Kelly, specializing in accident and injury law. You can find Blake on Facebook, you can find him on Instagram, or you can just give him a call at 615-305-4539. Now, we got to take care of our sponsors because we don't have that many. Uh, Chip, again, um, I, I take it you are back in Murfreesboro now? Is that right? Yes. I got back uh, – I actually got back uh, Thursday afternoon. Oh, wow. Late. Okay. Uh, we we were able to get uh, – you know, it's it's always uh, when whenever you are do not finish a tournament when you hope you do. You mm-hmm. it's always the uh, the the folks who are the ops people really you know earn their keep when they are able uh, when they're able to get your your uh, flight schedule back. And believe it or not, we. We were not able to get everybody on one flight. We had 24 in the travel party. So, but they were able to get 14 on uh, on a Southwest flight out of Love Field, and 10 of us uh, were on an American flight out of DFW. So, when we left the hotel Thursday morning in Frisco, Plano, we went to. Love Field dropped off fourteen, and then the re- and then the bus, our bus took us took the rest of us on to to uh, uh, to DFW, and the two flights landed in Nashville within ten minutes of each other. That's crazy. So so they did a pretty good, they did they did a pretty good job of uh, of of working out uh, the logistics on that to get folks home. Now the Lady Raiders are still they're actually still in Frisco today, and we'll. Uh, after winning the the, the championship and, and the NCAA bid that goes with that, they uh, they will bus. The NCAA actually takes over everything for them, either today or probably tomorrow morning. But they, uh, you know, they they will. The NCAA will then now send, you know, the bus to them to pick them up there. And we'll go uh, take them to San Antonio to be part of the women's tournament bubble there. And once they arrive, uh, and and I'm curious, I don't know if it'll, if it's like, if they actually start the clock on you when you get to the hotel, or if they start the clock on you when you get on the bus that's part of the NCAA bubble or not. But they, uh, but they, they when they get there for two days. They cannot leave their rooms in the hotel. Everybody will have a, a room to themselves. You're, the whole the team will have uh, a floor to themselves uh, on the hotel in the hotel. But you you cannot leave your rooms for two days. Uh, you get tested daily. Your meals are brought to you in your rooms, and then on the third day they can practice and start start practice again. And 
be more normal because of, I guess, of this 48-hour or two-day acclimation period within the bubble. That sounds lovely. <laughs> and they'll find out their opponent uh, tonight. And uh, and then, you know, it's it's all uh, in several – uh, in several venues there around San Antonio, just like it is in Indianapolis for the men. And uh, in San Antonio, everything, you know, the hub there is the Alamo Dome, and that's where the uh, that's where it all ends up for the Final Four. So I guess ideally you would get to San Antonio as quickly as possible and get your clock running. True, but you can only go as you can. You can only get there when the NCAA says you can get there. Uh, I yeah, do know. Yes, for for uh, and, and 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 how I mean they they work all that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the men's side, I can tell you. I talked to a buddy of mine from North Texas. Uh, the North Texas team they left uh, Denton uh, or or Dallas uh, yesterday morning to go to Indianapolis. So. And and uh, I think I heard Kermit talking about how Ole Miss was, you know, they're, right now they're hanging out in Nashville, waiting, and they may be in Nashville until Tuesday, uh, to find out whether somebody, you know, they've got to have four teams back out for them to go to the NIT or to go to the NCAA because they're one of the four fill-ins. If not, they will then go directly to the Dallas area. Because North Texas and Conference USA are hosting the all of the NIT in that DFW, Denton, Frisco, Plano area, uh, and and so it, it's kind of interesting all all the logistics that go into what happens, uh, you know, starting this past weekend over the next, you know, really it's a little easier this year because everybody's going to the same place, but. Mm-hmm. But uh, but you know the the amount of uh, you know airline tickets and bus buses and hotels and meals and all of that that's uh, it, it's a pretty major undertaking. So those first four, hey, those li- and, and not to mention the uh, strain of you know you still got to go to class too. So anyway, that's that's yep, neither here nor there. Mean, it, but yeah, it, anyway. And this year, there's no there's at middle there's no spring break. So you would typically you would be getting, you know, this week you would be having spring break and and uh, so you could kind of focus everything. But they're still taking classes, vir- you know, virtually uh, wherever wherever they happen to be. So the four teams that are on standby for the NCAA are in the NIT field then? You know, I know Ole Miss is, and I'm trying – and, and I, I, I was – you know, there's so many lists right now. I can't, I can't tell you for sure if they all four are. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, as, as we all know, Belmont's not. Uh, Western got in to the NIT, and Louisiana Tech got in, and ironically, they put them in the same pod. So um, – you know, somebody will. You know, only one from Conference USA has a chance to get out of there. But, uh, but it was a, that was a heck of a, a heck of a championship game the other night there. But it, uh, yeah, the the women will find out tonight who they play, uh, whether they find out which uh, of the venues they play in. Uh, that that may come late tonight because for the guys, 
uh, it was I, I saw it didn't they they announced the field at first and then they did not announce venues until I guess about ten o'clock last night. Gotcha. There's a there's a five p.m. Uh, selection show pre-watch party that you can join the Lady Blue Raiders on. It's on Facebook. Uh, check out their Twitter, MT underscore WBB, and you can find the link to that event where they'll be talking to coaches and players about the season and the upcoming NCAA tournament. So that's pretty cool. Be right let, there let, on Facebook let, me, Live. let me educate you real quick, mm-hmm. Lady Raiders. So they can't yes. be blue? They're not. They're not blue? What are they? They're the Lady Raiders. So that's, yeah. Anyway. I guess it's better than Lady Bucks. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Could be worse. Could be worse. Yeah. Anyway, um, Chip, um, we were aware that while we were in Murfreesboro in Murphy Center, there was some baseball going on next door, and there was some question as to whether or not all four of those games against Valparaiso were going to get played. Apparently, they did, and they were. Yeah, it was kind of amazing. Uh, I mean, I'll give Jim Toman credit. He has he has a knack for uh, for being able to look at a weather forecast and and radar. And find a a window of time, uh, if possible. And he's not afraid to. Uh, he does not have a marketing degree because it, if you have a if you're the marketing person, you would never move a game earlier than it's scheduled. <laughs> to, uh, but uh, he's the head coach, and his his main uh, thing is to get games in, and uh, and so he is not afraid to move. A game earlier, and uh, and that was the case where they moved uh, the Saturday doubleheader up to 11 a.m. And uh, but uh, Middle went two and two over the weekend. Uh, were good on Friday. Uh, Aaron Brown uh, from Mount Juliet uh, ended up with he had 11 strikeouts uh, on on Friday, and um, and then on Saturday. The bats just—they went on spring break, uh, and 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 middle got no hit in the first game of the of the doubleheader, and then uh, then got beat uh, uh, in the, in the extra innings on uh, in the second game, but then came back yesterday and uh, and got a, another great. Uh, pitching performance from uh, Zach Keenan, and he he had eleven strikeouts in middle one on Sunday. So so they, they famine, put together huh? back to yep. He still play. He still and right now middle is number two in the country or was uh, number two in the country before the weekend in uh, strikes to to strikeouts to walks by by their pitchers and which that and and th- that is uh, I mean they you have to earn it. Uh, I mean because. You know they're not giving up many walks. They're not putting. You're not getting free free base runners. So if you're going to win against them, you've got to earn it well, with the bat. Yeah, Zach Keenan's performance was just downright dirty. Um, <laughs> eight innings pitched, three hits, eleven strikeouts. That'll play every time. You know, <laughs> every it, time. And you know. 
every time you open that bullpen door, you don't know what's coming out, man. So the fewer times you have to open it, the better off you are. And if your starter can cover eight innings, oh, that's going to put you in a pretty good place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now this week, they've got one midweek game, and that's tomorrow night uh, in Clarksville. Uh, we were supposed to have played Austin P last Tuesday in Murfreesboro, but that that uh, that game uh, Austin P had to cancel due to COVID issues. They did play this weekend, and uh, so I'm assuming that uh, this game will take place tomorrow night, and then uh, this, that will be the start of nine straight road games. Uh, they Austin P tomorrow night, and then they go to Memphis this weekend, which that'll be. That'll be a, an interesting uh, series as well, and that'll be uh, another four-game series, and that's what we're seeing a lot of around the country, and that's what Conference USA is going to do. You play single games on Friday and Sunday and two sevens on Saturday, and uh, that's the plan this weekend at Memphis, and then the following weekend they're at UAB, and, and, uh, and you're seeing also – uh, because of that, very few midweek games uh, in the non-conference uh, after after this week. You'll have some very late in the season, but uh, but uh, during the, the the meat of the conference season, not much in the midweek. I think those are going to be played at uh, Regions Field in Birmingham, Chip. Oh, you, well, you, UAB good typic- deal. Yeah, UAB typically plays there. Uh, it, all their home games before the minor league season at Regions. So that'll be nice, nice little ballpark there. Yep, Mr. Jameson uh, will be uh, covering that this weekend. Uh, he and I will be going to Clarksville tomorrow, so uh, kind of uh, kind of reunited like Peaches and Herb uh, from <laughs> the Sounds days back in the late 80s. be an interesting matchup there, that MTSU-Austin P match, because – You'll have, speaking of reunited, um, former Spring Hill teammates um, Bryson Thomas and Matt Jocelyn, the um, corner infielder yep. slash DH for Austin P. So I'm sure a lot of Raider fans will be paying attention to that ball game. Yep, and, uh, and, and this team's off to a good start. Nine wins now and uh, nine and five going into the Austin P game. So I think there's a lot, there's a lot of um, – a lot of optimism about this group right now and and uh, you know you know bats can get hot and get cold but if you can you know in particular on these conference weekends if you are you know between you know Keenan and 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 Brown uh and uh and uh and Wigington there's there's three of your four starters uh, on the weekend, and 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 if you can find one more that you can count on week in and week out, then you're in pretty good shape. Uh, and and you got two dominant guys right now in Brown and Keenan, so uh, they've got they've got the basis for 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 a really uh, strong pitching staff going into the league. Yeah, and I'll tell you, um, we talked a couple of weeks ago. MTSU went down to South Alabama and. What did they win two well, out of two three? Out of three. Did they, and and then I was watching South Alabama and Alabama in a midweek game yeah. this past week that um, USA lost on a walk off granny. Um, but I mean they pitched well, and when you get the kind of pitching in midweek that they got, you know, I I just think that this South Alabama team is better than we realize, which makes that series win for the Blue Raiders. 
look pretty good. Yeah, even a little bit bigger. You're right. And uh, so, you know, we're, we're fortunate in this area to, uh, you know, we get to see a lot of great college baseball, a lot of great high school baseball. And, uh, and uh, so, it, it, but it's, it's fun. It's this busy time of year right now. Softball, by the way, uh, hosted a tournament and they went three and two over the weekend. Uh, and I don't know if you've had a chance to go over the uh, softball complex has been uh, redone and the stadium looks great over there. They've got their video board that was put in last year and added new uh, stands and it's uh, much more fan friendly than it's been. That's great. That's great to hear. I know that they um, they signed a couple of area players, I think, um, in this last recruiting class. And, and it's good to see, you know, the local college programs signing local products. So, yes, it well, is. Well, Jeff Breeden, you know, he, he his his tenure at, at, at Riverdale and Coffee County, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, he, he was a believer in, in mid-state uh, high school girls softball and and uh, and and so he he's well connected there and and uh, and they 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 want to sign local players and uh, when they can and when it makes sense to do that but you know you've got to these days have your have a toe dipped in the water in California and Arizona right uh, there's just so many players and in, in, in particular so many pitchers mm-hmm. uh, that come out of those two states. No doubt, it's uh, softball is is certainly a West Coast uh, game, but the Southeast has certainly, thanks to the success of the Southeastern Conference, Florida, Tennessee, Alabama, uh, Mississippi State, even uh, thanks to the success of those teams, you're starting to see a lot of young kids in in the Southeastern United States become as good as anybody else. So, really um, happy to see MTSU. Noticing and uh, t- uh, taking note of that, and signing some of these kids who are just as good as some of the, as many others from out west. So, yeah, and a lot closer. Yep. And they're a lot closer. That's right. Brent brings it. <laughs> That's true. A lot easier to get fans in the stands if they're coming from Loretto rather than from Long Beach. <laughs> just saying. There you go. Oh man, Chip, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We really appreciate your time. Not a problem. A couple of other real quick notes. Uh, Spring practice for football starts tomorrow, Mm -hmm. and uh, which, uh, and then, uh, and and uh, and I'll get to see you guys uh, if y'all are over at Murphy uh, later this week for the boys' tournament. Uh, I mean, and Kyle and I are going to be doing uh, the Class A and Triple A championship games on on television on Saturday. Okay, well, we're hoping that you will be doing the Richland Raiders on Saturday because they play Wednesday at 10 o'clock against North Green. If they win that one, they'll play at 10 o'clock on Friday in the state semifinals. And if they win that one, then you'll have them at 11 o'clock on Saturday. So that's correct. We'll that get would you be correct. We can we can put you in touch with um with Jason Loveless. We know a guy. So, <laughs> you know a guy or two. That's right. Exactly. All right, guys. Have a good week. Thank you. That's Chip Walters on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. <laughs> I hear what's in the background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> JP over here showing off. Uh, brought to you each week by the law office of Blake Kelly. 615-305-4539. Or just get, find him on Facebook, Instagram. It's always the best place to get Blake. Dude, I'm already tired. Ha <laughs> ha
right. Let, let me get let, let me get my a peanut butter cookie and some sun drop in me. Yeah, before <laughs> before we start with the quiet storm here, yeah. Perfect right. soundtrack to the weather today. It is. Um, Rainy days and Mondays. <laughs> well, don't get me going on that one. Yeah. Watch yeah. out. Stormy Monday. <laughs> oh. <laughs> anyway, we'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day with uh, NCAA Tournament Talk. Be right back. Hey, folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Covering the teams you care about, it's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, with Mo, here's Chris. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. <laughs> we would like to invite you. Talking to myself and feeling old. We invite you <laughs> to join into the, in the bracket challenge presented by our friends over at Amigos Mexican Grill. Three great locations in Spring Hill. Lewisburg and Chapel Hill. Go see Noe over in Spring Hill. Ben in Lewisburg, Hugo in Chapel Hill, and uh, get some of that delicious queso. I, I was at lunch yesterday and had a had steak um, amigo, steak which is amigo. yeah, steak amigo is it's it's just like it's a regular like a thinly sliced steak um, with um, like onions and mushrooms and some cheese sauce in there. Grilled to perfection, fantastic stuff. Uh, throw it in a tortilla shell with some rice, and you're good to go. It's just fantastic. Sounds so, like lunch. Oh, oh, there's, that's definitely exactly what we're doing for lunch, no doubt. Um, so yeah, Amigos Mexican Grill, Noe, Ben, Hugo over at Spring Hill, Lewisburg, and Chapel Hill. Uh, go see our friends there, and make sure to tell them the guys from Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Um, we are hoping to. Be able to come out and do a, a live remote show from there uh, next month, dear, right before the national championship basketball game. That'll be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are inviting you into the bracket challenge. It's on our Facebook page, on our uh, Twitter right now. If you uh, if you are on ESPN and you would like to join, it's absolutely free to play. If you win, you get a hundred bucks gift cards from Amigos. Come in second, you'll get fifty bucks. So free queso, plenty of it, um, and chips. Yeah, you get the chips for free already. Well, you, just, you, know, you get plenty of queso. But the group is SM-TN Sports Challenge, and the password SMTN Sports, all one word, all lowercase. Or you could just click on the link on our Twitter or Facebook 
page. We'll be uh, excited to have you. We got, I think, we got six or seven contestants right now, including myself. Uh, you guys need to get in there and pick your your brackets. Try your luck. And here's the thing: it's on ESPN. So if you you there, there's all kinds of prizes you could win on there as well. So uh, plenty of options for for prizes. And most likely, if you win the $100 gift card, you're going to be in the running for some of their swag as well. That's so, right. So there you go. And I believe uh, there's an app for that. Well, there's an app for everything, mm-hmm. isn't there? So <laughs> surely there is. Always yeah. safe to throw that out there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, make sure to, to, to check it out again on our Twitter, SM underscore TN Sports or Facebook page. It is right there for you to to click on and join. Um, speaking of the NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. uh, pretty interesting situation uh, with some bid stealers. Hmm. And it turns out that North Texas was not a bid stealer. Thought they were going to be for a second, uh, but Western Kentucky did not get into the NCAA <laughs> tournament. Um, but certainly that, that sound you don't hear of me crying for Western Kentucky. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you don't care. Uh, they can they, they shouldn't anyway. They're they're in the NIT. Uh, Belmont is not. So there's that twenty six and four. Uh, yeah. But hey, who am I? What do I know? Um, Gonzaga, the number one overall seed. Surprise, surprise, as they are undefeated. So <laughs> there you go. Creighton, Creighton, at, at twenty six and zero, right? <laughs> Creighton's the number five seed with their coach. With their coach, with their coach. There you go, Dermot. Um, a little surprised to see Kansas at a three, but okay. I, t- I tell you, <laughs> a lot of it. Let me ask you this, JP. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about? Grand Canyon as the number 15 seed under coach Bryce Drew. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess everybody gets a second look, second chance, right? Although, I, you know, it's not like uh, Bryce was, um, you know, had some allegations or anything. He just had poor performance. Um, I think he's a good coach. I think it was a bad it was a bad run at Vandy, um, bad luck, and he didn't handle it well, um, just from within within the locker room. But um, he's obviously got the coaching genes because you look at uh, what his brother mm-hmm. has got Baylor just you know as as one of the favorites, and and they've been up there for the last several years now. So he's got the coaching genes, and his dad Homer, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yes, I, I mean it's it's certainly interesting. Um, I think I think they got a good draw in Iowa. Um, I don't. Grand Canyon is one of those weird things because it's like, oh, it's an actual school. It's not like University of Phoenix, <laughs> just it's online. But so it, it's kind of odd. But uh, yeah, I I think. I think they – I don't know that they can win, but I think they will be competitive against Iowa. Yeah. 
I need you guys to explain something to me. All right. So the first four. Okay. This year it's um, Norfolk State and Appalachian, um, Wichita and Drake, Mount St. Mary's and Texas Southern, and Michigan State and UCLA. Now two of those are playing for the right to be a 16 seed. Mm-hmm. Norfolk and App State will the winner will play Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Um, Mount St. Mary's and Texas Southern will play Michigan. The other two are going to come in as eleven seeds. Correct. Um, Wichita Drake winner will play Southern Cal. Michigan State UCLA winner will play number six BYU. Here's my question. All right. <clears throat> If it's a play-in game, why should they not be the number 16 seeds? And if you are in the play-in game, should you not be the worst eight teams in the field? I'll, I'll tell you why it is the way it is. UCLA, Michigan State, Drake, and Wichita State um, are, are some of the last – teams in the at large field field. Mm -hmm. um and that's that's why they they do that you know whether it's 11 or 12 depends on how many automatic bids and where those lie Mm -hmm. uh this year apparently more of those automatic bids are are filling up those 12 seats or they have others but uh that were in earlier but that's why UCLA, Michigan State were two of the last teams in I'm, i'm assuming drake and wichita state are as well actually those may be the last four in um, and that's why they they're doing that, um, and and not penalizing, I guess, all the sixteen seeds potentially. But I don't know. It, it would. I, I it, guess I just feel like once you're in the field, then automatic qualifier or at large goes away. You are one of sixty eight teams. However, you got into the field, that's where you're at. You seat at the field. They've seeded them one through sixty-eight. You're you're correct. So, <laughs> so it would seem to me that the last eight seeds would mm-hmm. be the ones playing into the tournament. That would make some sense. Uh, yes, I, I think this is for um people to care about the first four. <laughs> Does that make sense? It, abso- it, it absolutely it absolutely makes sense, and I don't disagree with you. You're manipulating the bracket. It's just it's not fair for the six seeds. Yeah, it's have- an unfair advantage for the team that they play already have a game under their belt. Well, not just and, that. And you don't know who you're playing. That's correct. It, it, right. So San, San Diego State. So, I mean, so you don't know who to get ready for. That's mm-hmm. correct. San Diego yep. State. They're playing Syracuse. They know they're playing Syracuse today. They know they were playing Syracuse last night. Their coaches are talking about Syracuse. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, BYU, I don't know. Maybe we're playing Michigan State. Maybe we're playing UCLA. And they won't know until Friday night. That's right. And they'll have to play them Sunday. So they'll get just a full day, one day to focus on one specific team. And, and I think some of that has to do with why you've seen teams in the – First four because I'm not calling the play in because they're not playing. It's the first four. They call it the first four. Yeah. Uh, 
that's why you see these teams win because they've got a game under their belt. Mm-hmm. They've had a chance to get some of the jitters out. Now, in quote normal years, they're playing that game in Dayton, and then they're having to travel to wherever they're playing that next game. And um, a little different this year too. Yeah. Mm. So it's um, I'll put it this way. I've got the winner of Wichita Drake beating USC. Period. Yeah, I would. Who, whoever it is. Whoever mm-hmm. it is. Either one. That's who's winning that game. I, I think both teams are better. And I, think, I think Drake's going to win the game. And if Michigan State beats UCLA, how are you going to go against Tom Izzo, Tom Izzo in the tournament? Especially against a BYU team that uh-huh. is so-so. But, yeah, yeah I – I certainly see your point, but it, it is particularly that's what it's for is to make it so that it's all while, it's, while it's Wichita Drake, Michigan State UCLA is going to draw some eyes. Yeah, because neither of those programs is used to being in that situation. But I, I just I don't I don't like it. I, I just think that you don't love it. You don't want more of it. No. I don't, really. <laughs> I mean, I just assume you go back to 64 teams as to, yeah, if it's a play-in game, then it should be the last eight seats to my way of thinking. And, but it's not a play-in game. It's the first four. And I guess that's how they get around it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No, I, absolutely. Tennessee, a five seed. I'm a little surprised by that as well, especially as well as they played in the tournament. Uh, they draw Oregon State, who was a bid stealer. Oregon State wins the Pac-12 and uh, gets in as a 12 seed. Can't, Oregon State obviously playing well right now, but I think that's a winnable game. I, I think Tennessee can beat anybody in this tournament when they play it's, to a certain And level. I think that's why they're a five seed. Because you just don't know what because you're getting. Because they have had enough games where they've not played to that level. You don't know what you're getting. I day, mean, this is a team – you, you, this team could easily have been a three. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But they've had too many of those other games. And now, you know, with the X factor of John Fulkerson, whether he's going to be able to play or not, where is Florida? Florida's a seven seed. I hope the Hokie. Anyway. Florida State is a seven seed, and you know how those seven tens go just about every time. Florida is a seven seed. Seven, yeah. yeah. Florida's a seven. Virginia now, what, what's the status of that kid? Uh, that's a great question. I do not know. Because he, he should be out at least as long as Fulkerson's out. Yeah, until Fulkerson can play, that kid can't play. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's a great question. Um what I would say. My dad called me while we were sitting there after um, Summertown Loretto mm-hmm. and said, what do you think about that kid up at Tennessee? I said, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be able to play. Well, what about the Florida kid? I, I said, well, I, I think he shouldn't play at least as long as the Tennessee kids can't play. He said, I don't think he should play ever. Dang, Dad. Yeah, he, he, he likes to drop the hammer. Hey, death penalty. <laughs> but Everybody. I mean, I, uh, yeah. if you saw the clip, though. It was completely intentional. It was 100% dirty. And it 
And it's a good thing. I think you're the one that said it. It's a good thing Fulkerson fell. Yeah. Because I think he was trying to get to him. If he don't go down, we've got a brawl. Both benches are clearing. We're, we're, it's over. Now, shades of East Mississippi, <laughs> Mississippi Delta. I'm surprised that we didn't have one anyway, that somebody didn't come to his rescue. Now, again, and, and in hindsight, that may have cost Tennessee the tournament. Mm hmm. Even though they had a 15-point lead on Alabama. Uh, it's tough to say. It, you, you potentially, don't know. Potentially. Anyway, Tennessee not looking forward to one thing if they do make the Sweet 16. <laughs> looming is Sister Jean in Loyola, <laughs> Chicago. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> not mm-hmm. Sister Jean again. Sister Jean is uh, is looming in, in the uh, – in that eight nine game where they take on Georgia Tech, and, and you know uh, what? I mean, I, I think the NCAA selection committee likes its jokes from time to time. Oh yeah, and this may have been one of those. Mm. I think they are mindful of some of the matchups that they set up, either right out of the box or the potentials. You know, hashtag if then what they're what they're setting up are the storylines. And this, and that's part of the March Madness NCAA tournament of course it is. thing. But that's it, the whole but, point. Because you've got Loyola and Illinois set up. Yep. If they both win their first games, and guaranteed that was on purpose. Yeah. So that's like putting UAB and Alabama set to match up in round number two or something. Whew, man, this is gonna be a good tournament. We're gonna talk about it. Pretty much all week tomorrow, we'll talk about it with uh, Landon Seacrest of Seco Sports from Spring Hill High School. So we'll get we'll get some better insight on college oh, basketball uh, from Landon. That kid's got his finger on the pulse for sure. Looking forward to that. No doubt, no doubt. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, some Major League Baseball rule changes that will be implemented in minor leagues this year and whether or not we like them or hate them or – uh, well, no, it's we, we're pretty much going to hate him. <laughs> we'll be back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day right after this. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Welcome back into this Monday edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, as we are just about eight minutes to the top of the second hour here. If you missed any part of today's show, check it out, SM-TN Sports Today on your favorite podcast host, SM-TN Prep Sports Today for hour number one, where we talk all high school sports, uh, plenty of stuff there to talk about. Um, we're getting close to the... Uh, into the show and i told you we had a jam-packed show today it has just been absolutely jam-packed and super excited but before we get to this uh major league baseball rule changes and whatnots i want to give a shout out to antonio zeta 
from Tennessee State University who booted a 62-yard field goal yesterday to give Tennessee State an 18-17 lead. And uh, big, big leg from uh, from that young man. My goodness. Former Lincoln County kicker. Uh, so Southern Middle Tennessee area standout. And I guess he kicked another one. He must have because, because they, they won, won it twenty-one twenty. Yeah, yeah. He, they, and Eastern Illinois swapped field goals toward the end. Big win for the Tigers. And then he wins a big win for the Tigers. But they were zero and two coming into that one. Is that were. right? Yeah. Having so. lost to Austin P and Jacksonville State. Yeah, they they needed that one and uh, certainly got it. So, well done, Antonio Zeta. Want to throw this in before you get going on the MLB? Um, Jeff Goodman at Goodman Hoops on Twitter. Breaking: Indiana has parted ways with Archie Miller. Sources told at Stadium. So, all right, got a coaching opening in the Big Ten, which has twelve teams. And the big in the Big Twelve has ten. Oh, that's confusing. <laughs> Or the Big Ten has fourteen, right? Is it fourteen? They don't. They have more than ten. Yes, yes. To your point, more than ten. But I think it and is. And the 14. Big Twelve has, has less than twelve. Correct. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So baseball, Major League Baseball announced on March eleventh that there would be some new rules being tested in the minor leagues, uh, including trying to increase. Uh, Action in the base paths, reducing player injuries, and improving pace and length of games. Now, pace of length of games has certainly been an issue uh, among fans and detractors of Major League Baseball for several years. Detractors, not fans. Right. Well, but did you know? The average Major League Baseball game is shorter is shorter than an average National Football League game and has a longer average of action per game. So there you go. So all of you who think that Major League Baseball games are too long, you're wrong. <laughs> Clearly they're not. All right. Compared to NFL. Com- well, t- compared to the... The most watched correct. professional sports yes. league in the world. That, that is correct. If you're comparing it directly to football, you are correct. However, um, the while there's more action, the style of action is completely different. Oh well, sure it is. And, and, and I'm I'm just being devil's advocate on this. Um, and and so, you know, how long are you willing to watch that style of action in baseball compared to? How long are you willing to watch the style of action in football? Well, and and that's fine. Just say that. I don't like baseball. But don't tell me it's too long. Yeah. And that's why I watch the NFL and I don't watch MLB. It's because it's too long when the NFL is longer. Mm-hmm. Don't that's, tell me that. Yeah. They, they, you just don't like just, baseball. Just tell I agree. Me. You don't like baseball. Uh-huh. Don't and, lie and, to me. And, and, that way, and, and I have no argument with that. Yeah. Because that's subjective. Mm-hmm. Personally fine. That's that's your personal preference, and you have every right to it. But don't tell me it's because baseball games are too long when NFL games are longer. Mm-hmm. There you go. 
Some things you will see in AAA, Nashville Sounds will have slightly larger bases with a less slippery surface so that things like Bryce Harper don't happen. And Tim Hudson says thank you. Yes, that too. Um, They'll be 18 inches square instead of 15, which gives you six additional inches on stolen base attempts. So there's that. That's a big increase. It is. That's a really big increase. That's certainly going to make stealing bases a little bit easier. Um, in all of AA, you will see a requirement for all four infielders to have their cleats within the outer boundary of the infield dirt. Now, you can still have three infielders on one side, but everybody's got to be in the dirt. On the dirt. So, so you can't play short right. Can't play short right with an infielder. You can play it with your right fielder if you want. That's up to you. <laughs> um. In all high A, this is going to be the most interesting one, a requirement that pitchers must step off the rubber to attempt a pickoff. Now, if you're a left-handed pitcher in your entire life, you've tried to pick – you've done the Andy Pettit um, – hang, hang that front foot up. Hang the front foot, pop it over. Mm-hmm. You will not be able to do that either. No more um, standing there and just throwing. You have to step off the rubber every time. No snap throws, no – uh, picking the leg up and pretending to go home. Once you pick your leg up, it's over. They, they can go. You cannot pick them off. So that'll be interesting in all high A. So you'll see that in Rome. Um, in low A, you will only be able to attempt two pickoffs per plate appearance. So after that second one, too, School's out. too bad, so sad. Yep. We're going. <laughs> Hope you got Pudge behind the play. <laughs> we're running like schools out after that second pickoff attempt. Yeah. And here's my favorite. The low A southeast only automatic ball strike system that will have a have some have in the ear of the uh, home plate umpire ball or strike and he will call it that way. Oh, so they will actually they will still be a home plate umpire. And there needs to be because there's yeah, a lot plays of at the plate. Well, not just that, right? but there's just a lot of nuance, you know, did the ball tip into the glove? Did it not mm-hmm. tip into the glove? Did did the Well, will they have any will they have the leeway to overrule whatever they hear no. in their ear then? No. But that's going to be interesting. Well, I'm sure they will if there are certain things. If he does this and, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, I'm sure there will. But it's a ball or strike as to where it goes where it into is. the strike zone that there will be. So. And I would assume that they're going to escalate all those rules up a level. We'll see. In, in the next bit. That's, that's going to be interesting. None of these are guaranteed to make the Major League Baseballs, but uh, they very well could. I'm curious to see which ones work and which ones don't. Thanks for hanging out with us today on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day. we got plenty to talk about tomorrow, so join us again 9 a.m. tomorrow. If you missed any part of the show, it is on the podcast, sm-tnsports.com. Find all the information there that you need. For Maurice Patton, J.P. Plant, I am Chris Yow saying have a great Monday and stay cool, Columbia. <laughs> <laughs>